Hi friends and welcome to the Do Life Better podcast where you'll find all the tips, habits and strategies you need to help you do your life even better each and every day. My name is Dave Jorner and thanks for joining me today. Now this episode is the second half of the chat I had with Travis Jones and I hope the first part left you feeling as driven, determined and focused as I did after I listened to it again and if it did, just wait till you hear this one. By the way, since this was recorded a year ago, I asked him to give you a challenge for the week just as I did with all the guests back then. So make sure you stick around to hear it. It's a good one and I know it's going to make a difference for you. Before we start this episode, if you haven't listened to the first half yet, I recommend you go back and check it out now before you dive into this part. And in today's episode, Travis shares with you how he overcame many of his fears, how the quality of your questions creates the quality of your answers, the importance of self-validation, what keeps him driven, going through the forest of your potential and his challenge for the week. Now, I know this one will inspire you to keep taking positive, meaningful and bold action towards your goals. Now, make sure you share this on social media and tag Travis Jones at Travis Jones Entrepreneur and tag me as well at Dave Jorner. Also, make sure to take a photo of whatever it is that you are doing or looking at right now while you're listening to this episode and post that as well. Make sure to tag us in as well. I'd love to know what you're getting up to right now as you listen to these episodes. And for now, I hope you enjoy the second half of this chat with Travis Jones. In terms of anyone trying to achieve anything, there's quite often that fear of failure, that fear of not working out, or even just that self-doubt. How does yeah. fear play in it for you, and, and what do you do to overcome it? It's interesting. Like I, I live very far on the risk threshold. Like That's my personality. So like I'll, I'll take risks at most, but it's probably stupid, to be honest, for most people. Um, but that works for me. Because I'm like, I just keep pushing to try and get there. And if I didn't take risks, then I wouldn't have anything that I had now. Um, so, you know, when we look at the fear, the whole, at, like, was an acronym, like false evidence appearing real. Um, for you, fear isn't, it, it's, you don't know what it is. It's a perception. It's an opinion. Oh, this is going to be scary. Well, is it going to be scary? Have you tried it before? No. Then why are you, why are you trying to tell yourself a story that's, that's fearful? You might do it and it's exciting. Like the same chemical response comes from excitement and fear. Mm. So if you can attach yourself onto excitement instead of fear and tell yourself, instead of telling yourself, oh, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. And then you pick up the phone and do the sales call or then you open the business, whatever it is. Like I'm excited that I am taking the leap in faith and I believe in myself enough and my competency as a human being that I will do whatever it takes to succeed and survive and not only survive, but thrive. Like that's, that's life. So what keeps you driven now? Um, I know that you know, you've got two young boys yourself um, and I believe they're part of, of your drive now in terms of your business and who you're trying to be as a person. Is that right? Yeah, man. Like I think I got yeah two boys. One's the one will turn two soon. One will turn five soon. And you know they are hundred percent my driving factor. I like. I want them to understand that they can achieve anything in life, like anything. 
There is no such thing as impossible. It just hasn't been done yet. Mm. And for, for me to keep pushing the boundaries with my business or my human potential, because um, we all have potential, um, I need to move through obstacles. I need to move through roadblocks. I need to challenge myself. I need to try and create something that scares me. So it's like, for me, it's like not one gym, it's not 15 gyms, it's not 30 gyms. Like I, I need to push to go as far as I possibly can. And then it's like, well, okay, say I wanted to make 100 gyms and that's what I wanted to get to. It's like, who would I need to be for society for me to have 100 gyms? Well, 100 gyms is like 500 employees. Like who do I need to be able to lead 500 employees and be worthy of leading 500 employees? Like, who do I need to be? And I think the quality of question gives you a better quality of answer. And it's like, wow, like, I need to be this person. Okay, cool. Now my, I am working towards becoming this person over the next five years. And I know if I can become this person, I can lead these people, I can have this business, and that means I can show my kids that anything is possible. At the same time, I have boundaries around how much I work and how much I don't work, so I'm with them and all that sort of stuff. Because for me as a dad, like it's so like I didn't grow up with my dad coming to my events and all that sort of stuff. So I wanted to we and we all roll out run our different lives with being parents. So I don't put my opinions on anyone, but I want to be there at you know four o'clock on Tuesdays, every Tuesday for gymnastics. I want to be there, you know, on karate, on taekwondo, on Thursdays. I want to do swimming with them every every Saturday. I, I want to do these things because it's so important for me to not only be there as a provider, but be there connecting with them and, you know, be there obviously also for me to help them. They can overcome anything and I can challenge them as well. And I, I try and do that. And I couldn't do that for them if I didn't work on my character traits. So honesty, integrity, you know, resilience, grit. I, if I didn't work on these these traits that business has given me, I don't think I'd be the dad I am either. So you have a new perspective now, is that what you're saying, on, on business and life now? 100%. Um, I was a very, um, I was a lot more short-fused at the start. Mm. I was probably, um, when we're looking at like John Maxwell wrote a book, Five Levels of Leadership, I was probably a little bit more um, authoritative, like a level one leader, mm. instead of, you know, I had to move through. And again, I was probably a level one leader back then because, you know, I told you earlier, I didn't want to have, you know, confrontation or have crucial conversation because then I'll get negative feedback. And I didn't like that. And that's from, again, me growing up. I, I was trying to please people. So I think when we're looking at this, you know, it allowed me to have the ability to move from an authoritarian leader with more a short fuse and just do what I say because I pay your wage to being like, okay, we understand that we need to have crucial conversations. Here's some feedback. This is where I, I believe you can be, but you aren't on that trajectory. This is what I need from you. And can I help you? And from having kids, like, <laughs> like they definitely build patience. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so with like, you know, Jax, Jax is so inquisitive. Like my four-year-old turning five, he's like, he asks question after question. Like, why is the sky blue? Why are the clouds moving like that? You know, what's the biggest dinosaur? What's the biggest, you know, how tall are you compared to this? And like, if I don't have the answers, like we'll research the answers together and we'll gain the knowledge together. But for me, like, I never want to stop him asking questions questions because mm. I think in life we get to a stage where we stop asking questions and I think that's actually what holds us back. Oh, for so sure. yeah, I don't want to stop him asking these questions. I, I want to be patient enough to always be there to help answer the questions. Now I'm human as well. Like there is a time where I'm like, 
oh my gosh, please stop asking questions. But like, we'll try and move through it as far as we can. And instead of saying, stop asking questions like Jax, I need you to just go and do a puzzle. I need you to go play with your dinosaurs for a second and come back to me. I'll just sort of sit and breathe for a second. Because, you know, again, stimulus to response. It's all about his perspective. He's just trying to understand and learn the world. And it's just because I know the answer, I'm like, oh, I don't want to answer another question because I'm tired. Why should I push that on him? Oh, for sure. And the amount of things that I'm learning now or relearning because of my five-year-old is insane. Like, you know, why do you have a chin? <laughs> so, it's crazy, right? I don't know, dude. I have to Google that. Or again, the yeah. dinosaurs questions, what's the biggest, what's the fastest, what's the smallest? The amount of stuff we're learning right now is huge. But I like that what you said before about the quality of your life is directly related to the quality of your questions. Yeah. And to, to be curious, to keep asking is highly important. Like if you've got a job and like I make $60,000 a year, it's like, well, why do you make $60,000 a year? Like why? Like, and if you can, like, I believe in journaling and like self-reflection at the end of each night. And I'm not a big one of just like journaling. I journal on questions. So it's like, okay, so, okay, I'm say I make $60,000 a year. It's like, well, why? Answer yourself in a page. If you don't like writing, write dot points. And it's like, well, I've only been in the industry for a year. Okay. Well, I only have this many courses under my belt. Well, I only show up for 38 hours a week. Well, if you want to make more, who would you have to be? Well, I need to you know, hit Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hour rule. I'd have to do these short courses. I'd have to probably go above and beyond just my wage, but I'd have to you know, prove that I'm worth more. I need to make myself... Um, someone that they can't live without because if they can't live without you in their business, well, you can demand a higher raise, like, mm. you know, a higher paycheck, like all these questions, like, why am I not making enough for my business? Well, why aren't you? Ask yourself the question and you have most of the answers inside your head. If the answer is, I don't know how to market, it's like, okay, cool. So how do you learn how to market? Well, find a mentor, read a, like, like, just ask question after question after question Honestly, like the world will just like unravel in front of you and it only happened from you asking yourself the right questions. If I can ask, what's been something like the biggest thing that you've learned about yourself? Because you know, sometimes we don't want to ask a question because we don't want to give the answer because it's too true um, or it shows up yeah. a weakness. Now, what's one, been one of the biggest things you've learned? Um, like to honestly, man, I, I think the vulnerability of people not liking me was one of the biggest things. Like what's holding you back right now? And what was holding me back was like crucial conversations with like friends or crucial conversations. I could bring a lot of friends into my um, business as like partners as well when we we're first growing. It's like I didn't want to let them down, but mm -hmm. I was letting them down by not having the crucial conversation. And I was scared to lose them as a friend when if I didn't have the crucial conversation, I probably would have lost them as a friend anyway. Like I had to move through my own fear of rejection. And I think growing up and I had a good childhood. Like I didn't, I wasn't like starving and all the rest of it. Like, so in comparison, like I had a good childhood, but like my own life and relative what I know is, you know, I was, I didn't see my dad between I was 12 to 17. And, you know, my mom had said that's because, you know, he didn't love you anymore. And like, she told me some stories that I ingrained into my head. Yeah, and then I had a fear of rejection um, from people because of that. So I was like, okay, I need to please people so they love me so they, I don't lose them out of my life. And I think I told myself this so, story so many times from 12 to 17 um, that I just – that's how I started to live my life. And unfortunately, like, 
I saw my dad like twice. Um, I saw him when I was like 17 once, caught up because I saw my sister because I didn't see my sister for five years either. I saw her walking through the shops because um, she was living with him. And I was like, Kirsty, and I, I reached out to her. She saw me. She's like, come and like, no, we love you, all the rest of it. And I saw her um, and I saw my dad. And the second time I saw my dad, unfortunately, he had passed away. Um, I, he'd been pushed off a balcony. I found him. Um, oh, and it was it was crucial. It was crazy. I was 17, like last year of high school. And I found my dad like dead basically. And I was, I was like, I had this, um, I didn't have closure on rejection. I didn't have closure on, you know, love and I didn't have enough self-love. So I was reliant on the love of others to give me validation in life. Um, rather, and that's why I was always searching significance and I was always searching connection. Also when people got too close like in previous relationships, I'd push them away. I'd have a fight and I'd argue with them. So then I'd break a relationship because I would leave them before they left me mm. because I was going to be the one in control because I needed certainty and I needed to be, I was very certainty and significance driven. So I, by asking myself the questions like, why are you doing this? I started to unravel these things from my childhood. I was like, okay, I need to work through that. It's like, no, like my dad loved me and so did my mom, but based on their childhoods, that's the only way they knew how to love. Mm. And maybe my because my dad left my mom, she said that to me, so I never left her. So I can't blame the way other people act because that's their version of their life. That's who they are. And they're only living life the best way they know how. They don't go out of their way to try and screw someone over. They're just like, this is their life, and they're living the best their life, and I can't hold that against them. As soon as I got over that, I was like, okay, well, I'm living my life. And I'm going to try and be the best that I can be. And that means I need to have crucial conversations and I need to have self-love. I need to not seek validation from anyone. I just need to validate myself from within. I need to serve without caring. I need to serve my teams without caring. And then from that, like, I, that's, you know, when everything sort of fell into place. Well, sorry to hear that was part of your story, mate. That's, that's pretty intense. And thanks for your vulnerability just then. Um, and, yeah, I gotta wonder, like, if that's helped to shape uh, the person you are, and particularly the dad you were being, and uh, wanting to become for your own boys. Yeah, man. Like, and again, like when I look at this, um, it's interesting, right? Like, um, I it, it helped me and craft me to who I want to be as a dad. Like mm -hmm. my childhood. Um, like I wanted to have a business that allowed me to, if I want to go to sporting carnivals, I would be there. I, if I like, and my childhood like has directly pushed me in a direction in life to be, um, everything that I believe I wanted. Okay. That I didn't get. And I can be that person for my kids. But again, that doesn't mean that my kids are going to be any better because this might be the wrong thing because we all are just trying to do our best. Yeah. And I think that's the funny thing. Like maybe – and I, like I sort of had this sort of conversation with my mom because um, we didn't talk for like four years. So the last four years we hadn't chatted and I just sort of reached out to her again like you know, probably about six months ago and we started talking again because we went through this cycle of um, problems as well. And I sort of, I blamed her for a lot and I had to let go of that blame. And I let go of it probably about four or five years ago. But you know, what happened was it's like, I kept getting let down personally. And I was like, I just need space. And I stopped talking. And, um, I was also holding some resentment for like four years until about six months ago. I was like, you know what, I'm going to come back into this relationship with no expectation. And when you have no expectation on a relationship, you can never be let down. 
Um, but with my mom, like we kept going through this loop of anger. Um, and then all of a sudden it reached this boiling point. I'd feel let down as a son. Um, and then I'd walk away. And, you know, for me, I think it's, it's moving through that. And at the same time, like, like my life has turned out amazing. And like, I can't fault my life right now. So maybe the way they parented me, like, was great. But then maybe the way I'm parenting is wrong. But all I can do is, like, I'm just going to do my best and do what I believe is right. You'll want to make a difference. You'll want to serve other people. Mm. Where's that come from? Um, to be honest, man, I think we're all here for a calling. Uh, we all have a calling. And whether that calling is to clean toilets or whether that calling is to help people, you know, reach their potential, like, I, I can't tell people what their calling is. But I think for me, you know, I was 18 and I wanted to play for the play NRL. And unfortunately, I passed out. I, everyone carries like a gene of like meningococcal. And, you know, some people are carriers and some people get it. And when I was 18, I just tried with the Canberra Raiders. I went up to Cronulla. My mates were playing there. Um, and I was feeling pretty sick at my mate's house overnight. And the next morning I had a shower and I passed out in this shower and his sister was living with him. He's like, get him out of the shower. I need to go to work. And they knocked the door down and I had passed out in the shower mm. and they called the, the ambulance, the ambulance rush. They said like, literally they lucky they came in time. Cause I had about 30 seconds or one minute left to live. And I, I flatlined like four times, you know, I had kidney failure. I went to intensive care for like three months in Sutherland hospital. Um, and for me, like, that was a huge eye-opener. It was such a massive eye-opener that life can, like, just go like that. And, you know, I came out of that, and then I had knee reconstruction, and then I broke my neck, and a couple other injuries. And I went back, and I was sitting there. I was, like, 18, 19 years old. And one of my, you know, my strength and conditioning coaches, a great mate of mine, and, like, probably one of my first mentors, he's, like, I was wallowing in self-pity. And he's like, what's wrong, man? Like, you're, you're like, 18, 19 years old. Like, your life is just starting. Like you, you, you might not go down this direction, but you can go down this direction instead. And it got me into the fitness space. And I, I started helping people, you know, lose weight. I started helping people gain confidence. And when you see someone for the first time, like lose 10 kilos and finally get their life back and their confidence is soaring. I was like, wow, like I played a part in that. Like I want to do this for the rest of my life. And like, that's where the passion grew. And so many, so many times when we're going through a hard time, we're like, oh, woe is me. Life is hard. And it's okay to, you know, sit there for a second because you have to deal with emotions. It's okay to go through the emotions, but as long as you turn the page, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm dealing with my emotions now. I can be angry. I can be frustrated. I can sit here for a bit, but you have to get to a point where it's like, okay, I'm turning the page now and it's a new chapter. And the new chapter for me was, okay, I'm going to be a personal trainer and I'm going to achieve mastery. I'm going to change as many lives as I can. And then when I was 26, it's like, you know, you, you need to turn the page again because, you know, you're helping like 20 to 30 people a week with a personal trainer, but you're here to serve more than this. And also I wanted to make a million dollars. Like when my dad passed away, he was really successful. I wanted to prove something to him. And again, it's probably external validation, but I had something in me that wanted to drive to be able to do this for myself. And it's like, I was meant for more. So I was like, cool, I need to, I need to get this gym. I need to get going. And that's going to get me my million by 30. And I'm going to change these 200 lives. Cause if I can change 200 lives instead of 20 lives, I've like 10 X my, 
uh, the result I've given to this world. And I got the first year, I was like, I want to 10X this again. I've done that. And it's like every single time, like, I just want to keep growing because as your potential increases, you're, you know, you're all of a sudden you're further through the forest. It's like, oh, I thought it'd be the end by now. But it's like, no, like you're not through the forest of your potential yet. You can just see the next tree. And you're like, oh, okay, I've got more to go. And the journey through the forest, if we're using this analogy, is amazing because you just keep finding the next tree. And as long as you're happy on it, and sometimes you're not happy on the journey, but as long as you like understand the journey is where you find fulfillment, the journey is where you achieve your happiness, like that's everything. Like, you know, like, oh, when I make a million dollars, that's when happiness will come. No, no, the happiness comes today. You create happiness in yourself. And if you end up making a million dollars, yeah, cool, happy days. But like, it doesn't change like who you are and like what your purpose is on this world. I love that. Just that that journey, being happy with it, and um, keep moving through that forest. You know, the next tree, the next tree. Is that drive? I love yeah. that. Um, so two quick questions before we get to the final ones, if that's okay. Because there's two things that come up, I wanna wanna ask you about. So really quick ones, if that's okay. First one is, if you could give a piece of advice to whether they be a young person at school and they've got this dream but they don't know if they can go for it, or maybe it's someone starting a business or anyone at all. If you could give someone a piece of advice in terms of how they could back themselves and take bold action, what would you say? The first thing I would do is search for someone who's done what you want to do, okay? Because that's that, because all of a sudden, if you can look and someone's done what you want to do, then all of a sudden it's achievable. It can be done. You just have to model their success. And I would say I would reach out to them. And, you know, if kids reach out to me, I'm always happy to have a chat. Like I'd love to help people um, understand where the direction is, even business owners. I have conversations every single week. It's like I want to own a gym. Okay, cool. Let's sit down. Where are you? Where do you want to be? And let's make a plan together of how you're going to get there. Because all it is, it's like, okay, what do I want in life? Well, I want X. Okay, right now I'm at A. Well, I want B and I'm at A. What's the gap? Well, has someone ever achieved B? Yes. Okay, cool. Then let's see what actions they took and what was their starting actions and what are the actions they do today? Great. And how can I reverse engineer that? Like, what do I need to learn? What skill sets? How, who do I need to be? What character traits? And I start to model success because, you know, it's like running on the beach, right? Like you can run in the soft sand with no footprints whatsoever, but the easiest sand to run in is running in someone else's footprints because they've already impacted the ground for you and you know exactly where to step and that's how you get a, a mentor you model someone's success you have like this advisor i was like that is definitely the first thing you need to do and understand it's like oh you know i don't have motivation today there's going to be so many days where you're going to feel like you've done the wrong thing <laughs> you've gone down the wrong path um and it's like that's a part of the process those days are there to test you. Those days are there to, to actually increase your belief in yourself. Because if you can get through the bad days, then it makes the good days so much sweeter. Mm. And in the bad days, if you like give up and you just, you know, change the direction because it's too hard, or well, like life is hard. Nothing, nothing good in life has any has ever come to anyone easy. So, like, for you, you have to understand that to achieve greatness, you have to go through obstacles, and the obstacles presented to you at that time were there for you to help you become the next version of yourself. So every time you see an obstacle, it's like, 
I can't wait for this challenge. I can't wait for who I am on the other side. And if you can treat obstacles like that, you get excited for them rather than going, oh, another problem. Awesome. Thank you. And then that second quick question is, do you, earlier you mentioned how you journal every night. Yep. So do you have daily non-negotiables in terms of like a, a daily routine, so morning and night? Like do you, what would they be? Yeah, I have definitely have fundamentals. Like I, I train every day. Um, and that doesn't mean when I say train every day, I like don't hit the gym every day. It's like training is like just sweating and moving. And it can be from like four, five minutes to like two hours. I don't really care. Um, it's just like train every day, move your body. Um, another one is I need to have gratitude. So every morning, gratitude every morning, every night. So I wake up, what are the three things I'm grateful for today? I go to bed and I talk to my wife. It's like, what are the three things you're grateful for from today? So one is what happened that was great today and what is in general, what are you grateful for? So that's another non-negotiable for me. Meditation, 10 minutes a day, that's a non-negotiable because it sort of sets my mind and allows me to be present, I guess. Um, another non-negotiable for me is uh, reading. Like I read a minimum 10 pages every single day, and that's another non-negotiable. So if I, if I have these non-negotiables, like they're my fundamentals for life, and it's like as long as I, I do my fundamentals, that's okay. Does that mean I hit them every day? No. Like sometimes like you're human. But as long as you never miss two days in a row, that's, that's how you live life. Awesome. By the way, reading every day, what's one book that you'd recommend? Um, honestly, I would say that a big book that impacted my life was A Man's Search for Meaning that's by fun. Viktor Frankl. Yep. Um, and what he went through, um, no one should go through, but his mindset when he went through that has probably transformed millions of lives by writing that book. Absolutely. Thank you. So, uh, Travis, you've been really generous with your time today. Thank you. Uh, if our listeners would like to get in contact with you, and we will put these links in the show notes, what would be the best way for them to find you? Um, I pretty much just hang out on Instagram at the moment. So it's like at Travis Jones Entrepreneur, um, just on Instagram. Like if you want to ask any questions, like you can shoot me a DM. I'm always happy to answer questions and uh, basically you know, give, me, give you my insights um, into anything that's holding you back or anything like that. So at Travis Jones Entrepreneur. I love those videos that you're putting up at the moment too. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Uh, so the final two questions. I love asking all of the guests because of all the different backgrounds and experiences and outlook on life, what doing life better means. So Travis, for you, what does doing life better mean? Um, for me, it's like using the philosophy of Kaizen. Um, and I think that's doing life better. And it's looking at, you know, the, the fundamentals or the areas of your life that you're looking to improve. So whether it be spiritual, whether it be your health or personal development, your business or vocation, your relationships with like your partner, um, or your relationship with yourself, it could be your finances. And I think it's focusing every 90 days on the one percenters for them as you're having these goals. And if you constantly are improving yourself, and working towards your potential in life, um, that's, that's to me is, is doing life better. Awesome. And then what challenge would you give our listeners for a week if, to help them do their life better? Stop complaining. I think that's the biggest thing. I think if you can like have your notes on your phone and if you can every time you have a, a negative complaint or you, like when I look at complaining, it's like gossiping about someone else. It's complaining about, oh, I've got this crappy car or I'm running out of petrol or I don't have money to buy this or whatever it is. Every time you have that thought or you say that word, just write it in your notes section and I'll give you a seven day task. And it's like, 
you know, it's going to be impossible not to complain. Like it, it probably will be, but you can work on it. And it's like writing your notes section this week to this way, this how many complaints. At the end of the week, it's like, wow, I had 180 complaints. And it's like, okay, next week, aim for 179. And like, just get better at stopping the complaints. Because if you decrease the amount that you moan and complain about life, all of a sudden, like you have a happy life because you start to live on your terms and you understand that everything that life's happening for you, like not to you. And I think that's something that everyone should start to move towards. I want to try that. Awesome. That's, that's awesome, mate. I'll let you know how it goes. That's, that's awesome. Thank you. Hey, Travis, thank you for your time today, mate. I really appreciate your insights, um, your vulnerability. Uh, and if I can say, like just that, that balance of gentleness and strength. Um, you know, hearing the way you talk about the dad you want to be for your sons, the example that you want to be, and and then how that kind of blends into who you're being in in your businesses, um, the leader, the mentor that you're being as well. You know, like we are who we are regardless of where you where we are. And, and from what I've seen from you and heard from you today, like you're a great example of that. So, Travis, thanks for for the, your want to make a difference to a lot of people to help them achieve their goals, whether it be health and fitness or in in the business world and so on. So, yeah, Travis, you've inspired me today, mate. Really appreciate <laughs> Thank your you time. So much. Thanks, mate. Thank you very much. So there we go, everyone. Now let's give Travis's challenge a go by writing down everything you find yourself complaining about. Let's see the changes that that will make in your thinking and your positivity and your outlook on life over the days and maybe even the weeks that you do this. So remember, every time you find yourself complaining about something, make sure to write it down. Now, please make sure you share this episode with someone you know needs to hear this message today, particularly if it's someone who's really trying to get their business back up off the ground or start up something new after this COVID time. Also, share it on social media and tag Travis Jones at Travis Jones Entrepreneur and tag me as well at Dave Jorner. And please also feel free to join us in the Do Life Better Facebook group. And if you are still listening right now, that must mean that you really get a lot out of this podcast. So please leave a rating and a review if you can. That would be a big help for me and for this podcast. It only it takes less than 30 seconds. So again, if you could, that would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. So thanks again for joining me today and all the very best as you continue to do your life even better.